You're listening to Ghoul's Hollow, Memoirs of a P.I. Listener discretion is advised. leaned forward to look at the bed, running his hands along the sides of the frame. Careful, I found razor blades in the wardrobe. He pulled his hand back, checking his finger for any potential cuts. Why do you want to save this bed so badly? People were murdered in it. He shrugged. The woodwork is so well done and unique, it would be a shame to destroy it. Not to mention refurnishing this room would be quite pricey. He turned back to the bed and grabbed the edge of the mattress, pulling it onto the floor. Once the frame was fully exposed, the bed still looked like it was one solid piece of wood that the frame had been carved out of. He got down and started running his fingers along the frame. I grabbed some tissues and went to the opposite side, slowly dragging the paper along the wood. Uh, are you dusting? Dallas has stopped his awkward poking to look at me. No, I don't even dust my own house. As I said, I've found most of the furniture made by this family has hidden blades, and I'd rather not add any more of my own blood than necessary. Oh, fantastic idea. Dallas took a tissue and started gingerly wiping at the frame before crawling onto the platform portion and working his way to the headboard. Once he examined the edge of the bed base, he stood up to start checking along the top of the headboard ledge, shuffling along the bed edge. Suddenly there was a loud noise and the bed shuddered, a crack forming underneath Dallas's foot. A long, jagged crack that extended out about two feet. And it was screaming. Dallas scrambled off the bed, toppling to the floor, the muffled screams still coming out from the crack. It sounded like a man moaning in despair. Did you hear that? Dallas looked up at me, terrified. You can hear the screaming? I was shocked. No one had ever heard what I did before. His face changed to confusion, followed by concern. Uh, no. Did you hear that crack? What... What screaming? The muffled yells continued coming from the bed, although now I knew they were echoing in my ears only. Oh, don't worry about that. I shrugged and picked up my hammer. Now that the bed's damaged, though... He looked at me, defeated. That counted as approval in my eyes. I swung the hammer down towards the end of the crack before he changed his mind. There was a dull thud like I was hitting solid wood. I continued, trying to ignore the screaming. Diana, I think the bed is actually so- Dallas started to try to stop me when there was another loud snapping noise and the crack grew. I slammed the hammer down again. Now there was a very faint hollow noise, like 
there could be a void. After several more minutes, the crack grew, becoming a small gap. A gap that expelled plumes of a musty sweet scent with each hammer hit. Eventually, that crack had become large enough to wedge something in. Switching to a claw hammer, I shoved the hooks in, trying to work the hammer through and split the wood more so I could pry a piece off. The screaming stopped. Finally, I'd worked around the cracks enough to get my hands under and lift a piece up. I looked up at Dallas, grinning. Moment of truth time, my friend. With that, I pulled the broken piece of wood off, exposing the void below. Oh my god. Dallas stared down, his face ashen. Mummified hands were resting on top of an old doorknob. Not just the knob portion, but the entire doorknob part, and it looked identical to the doorknob on the door to the haunted room. The doorknob had been placed on the body's chest, and a once-white shirt with what looked like bloodstains clothed the torso underneath. As I broke away more of the platform wood, more of the body became exposed. It had been folded into a cavity in the wood that would not have been possible had the person gone into the hole alive. It was in amazing condition, likely due to the inside of the bed providing a dry and airtight seal. Well, I looked up at Dallas. I believe this is Frank. Let's find Ethel. Dallas started pacing back and forth, muttering to himself. He acted like this was the first century-old dead body he'd seen, and we both knew that it was at least his second. I went to the other side of the bed and started hitting the wood along the cracks that I'd already created. The wood was so thick it took a ridiculous amount of time to even get it to split a little further. As I hit, I could hear raspy breathing behind me. Dallas was still pacing in front of me, so I turned my head. A shape by the door was taking form. It looked like a man slightly hunched over and holding his side. I briefly paused my hammering and turned to Dallas while pointing at my spirit box. Hey bud, can you flip that little box on over there? He did, and static filled the room. I continued my task. A woman's voice cut through the static. Hello? A lower voice responded. Ethel. Hello? Dallas stared at the box. Is this actually happening? Ethel. Hello? Ethel. Hello? Ethel. The two words continued to repeat, like an endless loop cutting through the static. Finally, a large split broke through the bed, providing a gap big enough for me to start prying at the jagged edges. That musty sweet scent returned as I pulled back at the wood. Her face was turned to the side, body wrapped tightly in her housecoat. A thick curtain cord was still coiled around her neck. Frank? The voice was now behind me and not coming through the box. I turned and I could see another shape taking form next to what I had assumed was Frank. Dallas came up and looked into the bed. Ethel, Bonnie was right. She never left. Suddenly he jumped back. We need to tell Bonnie. 
He sped out the door to find her and probably to get away from the situation. I stepped back and looked down. The two bodies were packed into such tight spaces it's incredible that they fit at all. A small gasp came from the door. Turning, I saw Bonnie standing in the doorway looking at the bed. Oh, Ethel, I knew you never left. The air beside Bonnie shifted, with Ethel's features slowly forming. Bonnie looked at Ethel and smiled, before finally hugging the sister she never had a chance to know, but never gave up on. Ethel looked briefly confused, before she hugged back, wrapping her arms around Bonnie's frail frame. As the two embraced, I smiled sadly, knowing what was about to come next. Dallas's voice boomed down the hallway. Diana, call 911. Bonnie isn't breathing. Thank you for listening. Our custom sound was created by Kevin Ross. Our custom artwork and sound editing was done by Michael Pivas. If you'd like to reach me, please email me at ghoulshollow at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook at Ghoulshollow the Podcast.